Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Hello and welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder. I am Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. What up? People, I hope that you are able to make it through another week of this epic heat. I mean, I don't know where you are currently listening to this from, but the East Coast has been slammed with hell-like temperatures is the only thing I can yeah. describe it as. Uh, it was uh, 100, today's, 100 degrees today on the day we're recording, mm-hmm. 100 plus even. Yeah. Um, and somehow I am getting over cold-like symptoms, Fran. I don't really know why. My thought is that the first world problems that curse us so much is that I think that it's so cold in my house mm-hmm. that I caught a cold yeah. in the middle of the summer. Probably. Makes me sick. Literally makes me sick, the privileges that we get in, in, in this world. And the people, <laughs> people are starving and I'm sick in the middle of the summer because it's yeah. so cold in my house. But it is what it is. I can't. I can't really do anything about that. I live the life that I live. What's going on, friend? How you doing? Nothing. Just trying to survive, man. You had to it's, work today, yes? Yeah, I did. Oh, uh, just I just want to be half um, on all male men across the nation. Oh, um, applause. Wanna, yes, round wanna, of applause. Yes. Also, for you, for the people that come, for the male men that come to you guys' house. Two two things. One, the male man is tired of hearing. Is it hot enough for you? We hear that so much. Middle aged white guy. It's old, yes. Not enough for you? It's this old joke. It's not funny. (laughs) Cut it out. And two, if you give us water or ask, do we want water? Uh huh. Give us a bottle of water, not a cup of water. Yeah, I don't want to drink plastic or or glassware from your house. I mean, it's all sealed. All kinds of shit that's going on in this world. You want me to put some, some, might be some ricin in that, poison, secret, you know. Come on. Yeah, something something that's untastable, the poison. Keep those in mind. For you, you know, for your local mailman. You got any stay cool, friends? Stay cool tips. Uh, when you see some shade, chilling some shade. I don't know. Is that something that you practice? Whenever I see shade, I'm chilling. You just get under a tree if it's, if it's yep. available. Yeah, take a little break. Yeah. Okay. I recommend those uh those bands that you like dip them in water and your time around your head and it's like makes them cool it's kind of crazy science stuff out there mm. man. it's really nothing to do against the heat though no cold i got all kind of electric jackets and everyone when it's hot the winter time i like the winter time more i much prefer a thousand times i yeah. got heated gloves and yeah. jackets and beanies and all that summertime you just gotta try to survive man yeah there's nothing you can do i got a camel back i got all types of shit it's like it's still hot yes it's still hot i can't breathe yeah feels like i'm in an oven <laughs> there's no device to stop that from yeah. happening i mean today for like my, my feet was hot yeah it got my feet was hot. yeah was like, through the like like from the bottom of yes. the sole like you can feel that ground is so yes. hot that it's coming through your sneakers it was, That's it insane. Was, it was dangerous today. Yeah, don't really walk dangerous. your dogs in heat like this also. I, 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 I watched something on the internet that says if it's like 90 degrees, it was something even lower than that. It was like If it's 85 degrees mm-hmm. outside, then the ground is like 95 degrees. Mm. So on a day like this, it, I mean, to a, a dog's paws, it's 100 degrees outside. The ground's like 120 degrees. I mean. It'd be like walking on a skillet. White people love the heat. 
They do. Just sit, yeah, out, some, see, sit outside? Yeah, my, like, what my the fiance hell Sierra is currently sitting poolside on a vacation for the next week. No. Got the house to myself. So you know what that means. That means cupcakes for dinner. That means watching horror movies because she don't like to watch horror movies. But I can watch the horror movies because she's not here to watch the horror movies. And that means, you know, sleeping in bed alone. Crippling loneliness and yeah. taking care of the pets by myself. But all the other positive stuff as well. Cupcakes for, for dinner, like I said. Yeah. Um, and yes, yeah, she's just super happy to be sitting poolside and tanning or whatever. Whatever. Whatever white people like to do but outside. then it burns them and their skin peels i don't really understand don't why it. people's infatuation with the sun and the heat because the heat hates them i get it man. but black people can't stand i mean we i, I really i genuinely i genuinely loathe being out in the heat it, it's not there's nothing fun the beach boys made all these songs fun 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 summer in the usa it's like i don't want to be outside in the middle of the summer that's the last thing I want to do. Let me go to a movie theater, a museum, whatever is indoors. Yeah. Just to be out in the middle of 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 uh, the sandy beach and 100 degrees outside? But people just sit on the porch. It's no. Like, no. Yeah, I see it all the time. God, that I'll sounds awful porch, to me. When your, house, when your door's right there and you can be in the inside drinking that lemonade? I see this guy today. He, always, he sits outside all the time, have his beer, and he has like a fan. Joy. Like what? Is, just joy on his face. I couldn't understand. Loving life, man. No. <laughs> the porch is for spring, maybe a fall night, got a little hoodie on, some music, you know. And you just, it's surprising. The summer I'm is meant yeah. to be spent indoors with the AC blaring. Or in a pool somewhere. But in the pool. They'll That's just I mean, sit on the, the They'll just sit poolside. Nah. Sierra FaceTimed me earlier, not a, not a drop of water on her body. <laughs> She's just sitting in a beach chair next to the pool and just soaking up sun rays. You know, to potentially just peel and burn yeah. the next day. I, I, I would never understand it. But, you know, get your, get your rocks off. Do your thing, you know. Black people go to uh, pool parties and don't get in the pool. So, you know, so yep. you know, we all got our things, you know. Yeah. Never understand that. How's the 400 people at this pool party and there's not a person in the pool? But everybody that's, got on sneakers and, 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 and whole outfits. I don't need to be here. If I'm not going to, I'm not jumping in the water, so why do I need to be here? But yeah, this, this this is, you can just have a party. The pool, <laughs> yeah. it being set by a pool makes no sense. If you wanted to have a party, you could have just rented a hall or something like that. It being by the pool and you have on Jordans right now and, and, and a full outfit and a t-shirt and sunglasses. Why are you doing this? <laughs> that's the title. A pool a party. A pool party. A pool party. But we're just a pool adjacent. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Try to make it make sense. I can't do it. Uh, Fran, before we get into the gov vibes, I want to talk to you about this story that came across my way. I don't really know. I can't remember who put it up, so I'm not going to try because I don't want to give people the wrong credit. Um, this guy named Albert Flick was released from prison because the judge said he was he was he was in prison for murder. He got released from prison because the judge said he is too old to be a threat to anybody. He is back in prison for committing murder. Wow. What was yes. Oh, so he was in jail. He was in jail. Yeah, let me go let's go ahead and tell you the story. Uh so a man named Albert Flick who served decades in prison for stabbing his wife 14 times in front of her Whoa. daughter was convicted Wednesday in a nearly identical crime stabbing a woman at least 11 times while her twin children watched. How old is he? He is 77 years old. He was previously deemed too old to be a threat by a judge and was convicted in the 2018 death of Kimberly Dobby this past week. Jurors deliberated less than an hour before reaching his, its guilty verdict, which is good. I'm, uh, it shouldn't take any longer than that. Is he black? No, that's an old white guy. Oh, okay. I don't, yeah, I don't, I'm actually... Shocker. Yeah, I don't... Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so I'll see... And I don't mean to make everything a race thing. I don't think we... I don't think we're... I don't, I don't, I don't think we're labeled as that. But if we are, I don't really give a shit. But I, I never see too many stories like the Brock... Uh, the Brock Turner case where I've never seen a, I've seen so many stories of uh black football, had a college scholarship. He mm. beat his girlfriend up or accused of rape, but he actually didn't do anything. And no judge has ever gone. Well, I mean, you got a bright future ahead of you. So prison would really derail that. And so I'm not going to send you to prison as a black man. That's not, happening. that's, I mean, I've never heard of that, but Brock Turner, happening. the whole thing was the judge said, well, he's a swimmer and prison would really make his life worse. So we're going to, we're not going to do that to you. And this guy, Albert Flick, is it's like he he's 77 years old, which I guess is old, but he all stab, he also stabbed yeah. a woman, and they're like, well, he's also he's reached such a point in his life that 
he's not a threat to any. I can just look at you and see. And what that is, what that tells me is, it's in this story was from Maine. And what this story tells me, and I could be wrong, I don't know if the judge is black or white, but what this tells me is, this is why diversity is so important. Mm-hmm. Because a judge can look at that 77-year-old white guy and see his granddad, his dad, and go... My dad's 77 years old. Like, my dad couldn't hurt anybody right now. So I see, I look at you and I see my granddad. Where if you see, you know, Trayvon Thompson and he is a star football player or whatever. Not that that matters, but I'm just comparing it to the Brock Turner case mm-hmm. where that white judge looked at that young man and said, even though you raped a girl behind a dumpster, you look at your, look at everything else. So you, gotta, you, you swim, you make a grades. You, you look like my son. So I'm not going to do that to you. So this judge was able to look at this old man and say, ah, you're 77. You probably, you know, like to play pinochle like my dad and, you know, drink a beer on the, you know, on the boardwalk. And, you know, you're, you're fine. Even we'll, if that's the case, you shouldn't have no emotional attachment to it. Right? It should be purely you killed somebody and you're imprisoned for 25 to life, whatever your sentence is. It shouldn't be. Let's bring it back to the table. Uh, he's eligible for parole. His parole shouldn't be based on his his age. It should be based on. Has he made any adjustments within the prison? Does he seem like he's redeemed himself? Mm-hmm. Even so, he still stabbed women fourteen times. Yeah. But anyway, I'm gonna show. I'm gonna tell you. There's another part to why I say the age shouldn't have anything to do why he shouldn't have been released. So check this out. So uh, both the attack, which was in front of a laundromat in broad daylight, and Flick's purchase two days earlier of two knives were caught on surveillance video. Prosecutors say Flick was infatuated with Dobby, who was 48 years old, and followed her around and denied and dined at the homeless shelter where she stayed. They knew one another, uh, according to witnesses, but were not in a relationship. Assistant Attorney General Bud Ellis told uh, told jurors in his closing arguments that Flick knew Dobby was going to be leaving town and thought to himself, if I can't have her, I will kill her. Defense attorney Alan Labazo said there has been no indication that his client posed a threat other than the fact that he stabbed this woman a bunch of times and followed her. Apparently, the state's medical examiner testified that the wounds penetrated the victim's heart and lung. Mm. Caitlin Jasper, one of the three alternate jurors, told the Sun Journal that she felt sorry for Dobby's 11 year old children and that and for the three men who witnessed the attack and acted swiftly to stop it because again like i said this was in broad daylight in front of a laundromat so uh here's where the details come in from his his history flick has a long history of violence against women in 1979 he was sentenced to prison and served 25 years for stabbing his then wife more than a dozen times in front of her daughter in 2010 he was sentenced again for assaulting another woman The judge at the time ignored the recommendation of the prosecutor for a longer sentence, saying Flick would not be a threat because of his age, and it did not make sense to keep him incarcerated. He was released and moved to to Lewiston in 2014. So he had an incident in prison where he assaulted a female, and then when his parole hearing came up in 2010, the, the judge said, "Ah, it was like an isolated incident. This guy's an old man. He's fine. And then four years after that, Upon probably having that statement from the judge on record, he probably went in front of a parole board, and they also agreed, yeah, he is old. So, yeah, this is probably just a little isolated incident where he hit this woman or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, he's old. Let's just let him out. And then, four years after he was released, he stabbed a woman in broad daylight in front of a laundromat in front of her twin children. Couple, Okay, a couple questions. Go how, for it. How I'll, much, I'll do, do my best. How much, uh, oh, okay, I was about to ask, how much research have you done? Oh, I don't mean. Just that article, yeah. yeah, I mean, because okay, I wanted to ask, like, what, you know, what's the whole story of him doing this? Like, is he some women hurt him? Like, what is? Well, that well, I, yeah, I don't know the psychology okay. of it. No, All I just right. know that apparently he knew this woman. He had some kind of interaction with this woman. Maybe they were friends, or maybe he just liked her from afar, and he started to hang out where she was. And then he knew enough that apparently she was moving out of town at some point, and that he didn't like that, so he stabbed her in broad daylight in front of her two children. And he stabbed his wife. But that's what I mean. A, a, and the, a couple and, decades earlier, in front of her daughter. And the the officer from in prison, he uh-huh. attacked her also. That's why I was asking. Yeah, I'm gonna. It says a woman. It didn't say corrections officer, okay. but it, he was in prison at the time, and a woman was attacked. It could have oh. been an infirmary person or something. But you know, I would guess it was maybe a, a um, an, uh, like a corrections officer, yeah. like you said. But yeah, so the judge kind of dismissed that idea of uh-huh. you know, like ah, that just was something that happened. Now keep in mind, he's 77 now. But this whole thing started in 2010, so he was 67 
when the whole idea of he's old came into play. In 67, that's not too old to pick up a knife and stab somebody. Right. If you have a history of it. So I don't think that if we're talking about, a you know, an 85-year-old man, then we can start talking about somebody being deemed not dangerous anymore. Mm-hmm. Maybe they have dementia or they're just docile. They sit in a corner all day. But if this dude gets up and walks around and seems like he has any kind of spry energy left in him, he's not He's not no longer a threat. Yeah. That's just such a crazy thing for somebody to judge off of sitting somebody sitting across from you in a courtroom and wanting to look like an old, weak man mm-hmm. so that you let him out. He's not going to do push-ups oh, yeah, in front of the true. judge. You know, that would hurt his case of... Oh no, I'm I've changed and I'm not dangerous anymore. So of course he's gonna look weak, uh, lean in the chair, mm-hmm. ask, drink a lot of water or whatever. And now he got out of prison, had an infatuation with a woman, probably similar to his wife, and thought like he felt like he owned her, and he murdered her. Do do you do you think like these serial killers when they go and shop when they go out to shop for their uh, their weapons, their weapons and tools? Do you oh, think they, that do you think that's the uh, equivalent of us going to buy? basketball shoes oh yeah just the excitement damn yeah (laughs) is this serena damn is that a a, a fish on the blade oh this shit is i'm gonna come gonna fuck somebody up with this (laughs) take a picture of it for instagram or whatever oh yeah i'm sure it is the same kind of feel when you find the one if you're that's what you get a hammer or a gun whatever it is oh damn you kind of yeah wield it around to get the weight in damn you see this two-sided gorilla tape yeah god damn am i getting out of this is this sawed off (laughs) yeah i'm sure i'm sure it's the same feeling when i first when i first picked up the Kyrie. you know it's like it's the same vibe that's wild but uh yeah so um rest in peace to that woman that's really terrible that uh uh, i hope that i hope that judge is disbarred honestly Uh, that's such a that's such a mistake where People lose their jobs over less, you know. Mm-hmm. A woman, I saw a video. Somebody posted something on the Facebook group. A woman apparently they offered her a job back, but a woman got fired because she got a cake for somebody at her job. And apparently the 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 place where she got the cake from messed up, and the cake had like weed weed designed on it, like "Happy Birthday, Suzanne." Uh-huh. It had like a weed leaf on it, and she took that cake to work. And they were like, "Oh, we don't we don't do that here." It's the wrong cake. Right, you said it was the wrong cake. It was the wrong. It was it was a happy birthday. It was it had the right woman's name on it, but they thought it was on some. They thought <laughs> it, that she wanted it to be weed thing. Oh, okay. So she brought it back to the break room. Like I don't know, some kind of. It's still cake though. Happy birthday, Suzanne. And the, the manager was like, "No, that's inappropriate. Wow. You're fucking fired." And uh, apparently, they offered her a job back, but this woman got fired for that. This man's stupid mistake that was based on nothing but an eye test got a woman killed. In he front should, of her children. He shouldn't be on the what? What is the term? Uh, the board. Chair? I, don't I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know those Maybe. terms. I didn't. I don't know. <laughs> he shouldn't be there. I know I mean. disbarred. Yeah, okay. I know that. I know that word. He shouldn't have. He just, should lose. His shouldn't job be on the the board. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, yeah. So um, rest in peace to that woman. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna get out of that. I don't really have any. There's other stuff that happened. I'm not. I'm not gonna spend every week. Uh, Donald talk, Trump. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Because <laughs> because we could. I mean, there's an ASAP Rocky thing now. I, I'm just not gonna. We're not gonna keep using this platform to do that. I, it's so draining and, and a waste of time. And that's what he wants. So anyway, what we're gonna do is we're gonna jump out of that terrible story and we're gonna get into these good vibes. That's right. Welcome to another Good Vibes segment. We're here to start your week off or your day off. I don't really know. People might be listening to this. It could be 2024 and the apocalypse has happened and you're in a bunker right now and you just need a little bit of sunshine to make your day brighter as uh, Overlord Trump decrees a new uh, law that says if you have 10 toes and 10 hands, then you're better than every woman on the planet. And, and now. Hmm? Ten hands. Did I say ten hands? Yes. Anyway, let's jump into the uh, <laughs> uh, let's jump into these good vibes. Frank, you got something? You want me to go? What yeah, I go. My good vibe this week is uh, Target is now selling specially adapted Halloween costumes for children in wheelchairs. Heard about this? Yep. So it can be taxing to build a child's Halloween costume while incorporating a wheelchair. That's why Target has just released two new costumes that are specially designed for kids who are physically challenged. Mm. Earlier this week, the company's hide and eek. Boutique released designs for, a bar. A, yeah, for pirate and princesses, princess costumes that have been adapted for children in wheelchairs. The clothing, ha- the clothing have been designed for easy dressing with opening in the back, and the pirate ship um, and fairy tale carriage wheelchair covers 
are being sold separately. Mm. Since the company offered the wheelchair covers available for pre-order at $45, which is not a bad price, not bad. Um, the princess version has already completely sold out. Damn. I mean, this is, what we in? What we in, July? Yeah, July. It's not even October. <laughs> Halloween is a long ways yeah. off. So no word, no word yet on when they will be um, becoming available again. The boutique's website says the items will be shipped to consumers on August 22nd. As long as they get there before Halloween. You don't want to get a Halloween costume in November. Pretty yeah, pointless, you know. So get those out there. Uh, hide, and, hide and eek. Because we don't want those kids to be sick, get their hopes up. But that's really cool, man. That's inclusion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's super awesome. I never thought about a kid, you know... Uh, who might have any kind of limitations? They, there might not be an outfit for them, or they might not feel like they're included in, yeah. in the fun. Mm-hmm. What was funny is when I saw that, I re- I scrolled past it because I thought it was more Im- information on Gypsy Rose. Because the picture that they used, it looks like Gypsy Rose oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, when she was going to comic conventions and stuff, dressed mm-hmm. as a princess. So I was like, I've already seen the seen the act, watched Mommy Dead and Dearest. I'm Gypsy Rosed out, mm-hmm. and then <laughs> when I cr- came back up. I was like, oh, and then I read the article, and I was like, oh, that's beautiful. That's actually yeah. super cool. But it is funny because that little girl who is in the princess costume with the princess decorated wheelchair mm-hmm. does, uh, from a quick glance, look like Gypsy Rose. So um, that's why I skipped it at first. But my affirmative, I mean, no, whoa. My good vibe story this week is actually a uh, search and rescue with a happy ending. So a North Carolina grandmother's typical uh, daily walk turned into ah, a five-day yeah. missing person search after her frightening disappearance lasted a week. Mm-hmm. And thanks to her grandson and his friends who decided to search one last time, tragedy was averted. Sandra Adams's family went to spend time with their grandmother on a Friday morning, only to discover her missing. They had last seen her two days before, and also keep in mind this is in July, so it's hot as hell, you know? They had last seen her two days before, but were worried. So they reported her disappearance to the police. The Charlotte Police Department and family members searched for days, but had no luck finding the 69-year-old woman. So the team gave up their search. Nate Castle, Sandra's grandson, and his friends decided to give it one last search. Also, I don't feel like they spent enough time looking for this lady. I mean, like... They search for little kids forever, but I guess if when you reach a certain age, they're like, eh, well, it's been five <laughs> days, so she's probably dead. Oh. That's that's pretty harsh for the search team to get. Five days isn't a long time, you know. Mm-hmm. They searched for uh, they searched for um, Casey Anthony's daughter. I can't remember Casey. Oh. An- they searched for that little girl for a good a good a good portion of time, you know. Five days. 69 year old I wouldn't figure that out if you, you was just putting that you yeah I still don't remember her name I still don't remember the little girl's name sadly I, uh, I can't remember Um, but five days the 69 year old black woman the search party just kind of went I don't know man yeah. well, we looked behind the house so I don't know sorry and everybody just went home started just dispersing Um, so yeah so Nate Castle and his friends decided to give it one more search on the Monday morning of July 8th Castle, Sean Willis, and two other friends set out into the woods behind his grandmother's building. He wanted to go look in the woods, and so I woke up, he said, uh, I woke up this morning with the same idea. Mm-hmm. Let's go search the woods in the neighborhood, Willis told uh, the local TV station. After hiking about a quarter mile through the woods behind her apartment, Castle and his friends discovered his grandmother lying face down in a creek. Mm-hmm. He feared the worst and called the police, and his family to share the news. As he approached her though, she raised her arm. She was alive. Survived for five days in the woods. That's crazy. At 69, I don't know if I could do that now. Five days, but also she was like a quarter, like a, a half mile in the woods. I don't think I'd get lost that little bit of distance, but she did fall. I'm about to say she fell. Yeah, she yeah. fell. So I take, back what, I take back what I say. You fall, you hurt yourself, and then maybe you can't, you know, drag yourself back to you know or you lose your bearings or whatever mm-hmm. at so 70 I, years old that's especially yeah pulling yeah. yourself dragging yourself one leg mm-hmm. or you broke your whole leg or broke your arm i take back what i said um yeah so uh she later told officers that she had fallen while going for a walk thanks to her grandson's love and dedication sandra adams will make a full recovery and live to enjoy more walks through the park it's a little old black lady she kind of looks like... I uh, hate to see footage. 
Huh? Some surveillance, some of her falling. Of how the hell she? I'm not saying you know, but I mean like how does how that does even it, happen? I don't know. You walking around in the woods, you know, it's, that's Earth. It's it's unstable. It's, it does what it wants. It's not a. It's not a. You know. That's why I like. You know. I would rather see my grandmother walking around. You know, people go to the high school and just walk around the track. Mm-hmm. That's safe. You know, the track was built built by a man. You just walk in a circle. But you just go walking amongst the trees. You don't know to bring a walking yeah, stick. Yeah, you hit seven. You, know, you, you triple grain bar. You triple a pedal, a pebble, and it's like. But you, you know, I've I've been walking and you hit a rock, you hit a rock the wrong way and your whole ankle goes side on the side. Yeah. Hey, you go. You know, when you're 69 years old, when you That's roll, you roll it real quick. It might roll too much. Because, you know, when you're young and spry, you roll the ankle, but you can pop it back on the heel yeah. real quick and get it right back into place. Uh-huh. You might roll it at 69, roll, then keep rolling and snap. Then you fall down the hill. Mm. Now you're in, your face is in a creek. And your grandson is telling, you know, a group of searchers, like, no, nah, guys, come back. Like, let's have faith and we can find her. And they're like, sorry, man. It's been, it's been three days. So your grandmother's fucking dead, bro. Yeah, three days. <laughs> they, really gave, they really gave <laughs> really. They really gave up on my girl Sandra after after five days, and you know on day five that was the lackluster search. They like had a stick and just kind of smacking yeah. weeds. Mm-hmm. Sandra, I don't know. I think she's out. I don't. I don't think she's alive, man. A little it's white hot. girl. They you know they. Well, let's not make it about race, but you I'm know. So, hey man, I'm sorry, but it's it is what it is. <laughs> Sitting on hammer alerts, scaring the shit out of me when I'm asleep. Yeah, yeah I mean I like the alarms do go up. Um, sorry, but it's, it's shit is. I mean. <laughs> Five days. Five days. If, if somebody looked for my grandmother for five days, I'd be pretty insulted. That's like that. You know, you should bring out bring out the dogs. Let's 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 rabble, you know, get, um, rally the troops and let's try to really yeah. find Sandra. She was wasn't. It? It's it's not like she got lost in the Gobi Desert. They her grandson found behind her behind her house a little bit into the woods. Where's the canines? I mean, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, Charlotte uh, didn't do a really they didn't get strong it. job on that one. But, you know, hey. It is what it is. Uh, glad she made it home safe. Shout yeah. out to Sandra and shout mm-hmm. out to her grandson who didn't give up on her. Um, check this out. Check this synergy out, friend. I think we're starting to get a uh, get a, um, a handle on this whole podcast thing. Cause check this out. People might have always questioned why did when I go to request to be in the Facebook group, why did he? Why do they ask us what my favorite '90s song is? This is why. The song I'm playing this week, I want to give a shout out to Mr. Jawan Dickerson. His favorite song from the 90s is Tevin Campbell, Can We Talk? A classic. Can we talk? Mm -hmm. Boom. So uh, every now and then, I'm going to be shouting people out and playing their favorite tunes. And that's why I asked. I just finally getting around to it now because, you know, this podcasting thing, even though we're two years in, about to be three in October, that'll be our three-year anniversary. Is doing it the podcast. really? Yeah, yeah. So in in October, wow. that'll be three years of doing the podcast, and we're finally starting to get it, figure this out a little bit. So once again, this is Tevin Campbell's "Can We Talk?" Shout out to Juwan. Thanks for the recommendation, and uh, we'll be back to talk about some fucked up shit. So stick around. And just like a morning, you were too shy, but you. Right, and we are back, Fran. Please prepare yourself for an iconic story. Not iconic, but if you're any, if you're into true crime uh, interrogation videos like I am, you you've definitely seen this woman's interview. And I wanted to get the full story, and the full story is nuts. So this is the story of Angela Simpson. Okay, so. Angela Simpson didn't exactly have what you would call a stable upbringing, right? She was bounced around from foster care to foster care and is believed to have been uh, the victim of multiple instances of sexual assault. You know, so it's not exactly, you know, 
the great building blocks for a functional adult. So uh, all of these things are probably what caused Angela to have this a self-righteous view of the world and became a self, it became her self-anointed duty to rid the world of people who didn't follow her moral code. Uh, a need to fund a, dr a, a drug addiction led her into the world of sex work. That addiction, along with her strong moral compass, led her and an accomplice in August of 2009 to break into the home of a known sex offender where they tied him up, assaulted, and robbed him. And that's because she was... She was like, touching kids is disgusting. Yeah. So mm -hmm. not in my world. Um, that's my man. What's her name? Um, what's her name? Uh, the one that killed the kids. Michelle Blair? Yeah. I don't want to go back into that because I've caught some heat from that, man. Really? Yeah, man. I've on seen, Twitter? Well, not on Twitter, but like whenever I've heard a negative review about the podcast or somebody has, or on Twitter, not 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 commenting to us, but tagging just like, listen to Affirmative Murder, and they were defending this woman who killed her kids. Oh, and there's really? no evidence of this, and that's you're, that's not informed, and da-da-da-da. Was, was it just a, I disagree, or was... No, it was like, you're, you're disgusting, disgusting okay. for... Defending okay. this right. woman, and I wasn't defending her. I'm just saying we get it. I understand how if you think yeah. that your kids raped your kid, I'm not even gonna get into it. Again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but in this case, this guy's a sex offender. I don't think you should, you know, put your hands on people. But yeah, they they decided to go in there, and if they would have just roughed him up or something, I would have been on the side of. Well, they just thought they were giving out justice, but they ro they robbed them, and she's a drug addict. So a part of that was, was let me get a thing. fix. Yeah. You know, let me let's get some money and yeah. come up with a little bit of money and fuck this guy that hurts kids. That was the umbrella that it was able to they were able to use to get in there, get some money, Robert, and yeah. feel good about it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so they beat him up, tied him up. He was able to get free and call the police. They were already gone though uh, before the police arrived. Uh. So uh, this fast-paced lifestyle uh, caught um, and quite dangerous, honestly, breaking into people's house and tying them up stuff that could go wrong really easily. It caused Angela to lose custody of her four children. All the perceived injustices in Angela's life were like fuel to the fire inside of her, and it didn't take much more for that fire to eventually burn out of control. That same month in 2009, Simpson lured 46-year-old Terry Neely to her Phoenix apartment by promising him drugs and sex. She then stabbed, strangled, beat, and tortured him because she believed that he was a snitch. Okay. During the three-day ordeal, Simpson pulled her victim's teeth out in front of a mirror. Mm. So she, she tied him up and put him in front of a mirror and did all these things to him so he could see them. So she pulled his teeth out and she took a nail and a hammer and banged a nail into his forehead. Now was this like after sex or was this part? Oh, of, I'm sure no. Man, of the, that none of that happened. This guy got no drugs. Stuff? This guy got no drugs and no sex. What happened was Terry was going around, and um, it's not a hundred percent confirmed that he was going around saying I'm a snitch, but basically he was saying, yeah, you know they're doing a raid on that on the house. I heard that from a, a cop buddy of mine, and he told mm. me this and that and the third. And and Angela got wind of this, and a, her moral compass said. You know, I fucking, I'm a sex worker. I, 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 I'm in the this drug yeah. world. This guy's a fucking snitch. And snitches are disgusting and deserve to die. That's the extreme it went to for her. Because so, she, it's, it fucked her over, basically. Yeah, but it wasn't, nothing was directed to her. He didn't snitch on her. He, she just was heard that he had possibly was a snitch. Mm -hmm. And then it was... A rap for Terry after that. She came up with this whole plan. I'm gonna, hey, hey, baby, you wanna come get some drugs and I'll sex you up for some money or whatever the, the pitch was. It worked. Terry took uh. his ass with her and no, I'm sure it was as soon as the door closed, she started fucking him up. I don't think it was she had sex with him. That's and then, a, okay. No, no, no. How I got She to, was oh, fucking okay. this. Yeah, yeah no. Like yeah, this. no, no, no. Tie me up. Yeah, no. It immediately, she fucked him up. Was she with a pan or something? Oh, I don't know. She definitely, uh, I'm going to play a little bit of the clip of the interview that's famous. Um, oh, at least about to say the fight. No. Oh. Uh, no, no, no. I don't, <laughs> I wish there was a, oh my God. Um, 
But she is um, a very uh, frantic and, and manic woman. I I don't know if she used a weapon. I don't think I don't think she snuck attacked him. I think she just gave him the hands. Is she big? Is she like? She's not particularly big, but she might just be, you know, crazy strength. You know, she you know she him, she she was yeah she was way more in a different mind state than he was probably yeah. you know all prepared to have sex and yeah. then the, the other so take that idea as two men we know what it's like when you're like. You know, we, we just got back from TGI Fridays. Yeah. You know, she had, you know, she had the three for three. Yeah. She's feeling right. I'm feeling right. It's gonna be a, I got the daiquiris in me. But the, imagine in that same circumstance, the girl is like, I'm going to murder him. Yeah. So you walk in the door like, ah, let me go put the Tevin Campbell on. And if she just comes at you, you might not be yeah. prepared to defend yourself. Say hi to the frying pan. Yeah, let's, yeah let's go. <laughs> really obsessed with it being a frying pan. So let's just go with it being a frying pan. Yeah, so she hit him with the frying pan. And then she was able to tie him up and put him in front of a mirror. Start pulling this motherfucker's teeth out after mm. she stabbed him a couple times and beat him. And then she took a nail, like I said, and hammered it into his forehead. Like a nail that, that you would use like to hang movies. a picture up. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. That is a level of pain <laughs> that I can't even comprehend. Because he's breaking through the skull... And probably touching the brain, which apparently the brain has no nerve endings. But still, just the idea of being in front of a mirror, yeah. and you feel, you know, you something piercing your skin and your bones, yeah. and then you look, and it's a fucking nail in your face. Does she say somebody told her to do that in her head? Because that's what it sounded like. No, no, no. This woman is, um, oh, yeah. I, like I said, I'll play the interview, and it's one of those kind of things where you go, oh, she's crazy. But she's like, I'm not crazy. He's You're a snitch, cr- oh, okay. and this is what snitches deserve. Oh. It was no voices or... I wasn't there. She's like, no, I was there, and I fucking killed him because he's a snitch. Wow. And uh, oh, the interview is—it is one of my favorite uh, fucking insane interviews. Like you know, there's there's I have a couple of ones. Uh, they have um, the guy that was in Mind Mind Hunter, mm-hmm. the uh, the serial killer that that was based on. Not based on. He's in it. The big giant guy. Yeah. Who's like, would you, would, you like, would you like an egg salad sandwich? Yeah. That guy, I can't remember his name right now, but he killed all those women and buried them outside of his mom's window. Mm-hmm. He has an interview, uh, the Chris Watts interview of the guy who um, just like, I guess that might have been six months ago at this point. He killed his wife, his two daughters yeah. because he was dating some girl at his job. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the interview, there's a, there's, they have footage of everything, like body cam cop footage of the police showing up to Chris Watts' house. And him being like, yeah, I don't know. Um, her phone's here. And th- and there's a guy who, on the internet, I can't remember. I would shout him out because I love his videos. He breaks down body language. Mm-hmm. So he's like, the crystal would be like, uh, yeah, um, let me go get something out of the bathroom. And then the guy will pause the video and say, notice here how he looks, the police officer uh, clicked his little walkie-talkie to say something. And Chris turned back immediately as if he thought that they weren't believing the story. Mm-hmm. And then he oh, oh, never mind. I'm, I'll go back. Like I said, I'm going to the bathroom. Those kind of things, I love that shit. Mm. Hers is 12 minutes long. I'm only going to play like a couple of minutes of it. But it's insane because she's dead serious. And it's not Charlie Manson crazy where you... Charles Manson would be talking on he some shit. He looks crazy. Yeah, but he'd also be on some shit like, yeah, man, you know, I just love music. And uh, kahoo, kaha. And you go, oh. He's threats? No, he's just... I didn't see that. He's, <laughs> yeah, no, Charles Manson was crazy, but he also... It was like his brand. Did he do that though? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I'm paraphrasing crazy sounds, but yes, he did something like that for sure. Yeah, it's all kind of shit, but he'd be, he'd be in the middle of some, yeah, man, the government and they're doing this, that, and the third, and then, <laughs> oh, but do do. And he'd just go off on some other shit. Was he Greg Meyer? Huh? He Greg Myers? Yeah, I say, hey, I don't know what the hell he was, but my point is, she wasn't any of that. She was just straight up legs crossed and said, and the guy's like, I'm trying to give you, like, I'm trying to understand you. Oh. Uh, are you, were you, did you have a state of mania? Did a, no, no, no. He was a snitch and motherfuckers on the streets, if you snitch, you fucking die. And that's just the way that it is. So you're like, she's crazy, definitely. But she's like, oh no, I'm not crazy. I'm mm-hmm. fine. And that almost makes it even more scary because you want her to be on some Eileen War no shit. Yeah. Where Eileen War knows the last couple minutes of her last interview, she's like, it doesn't fucking matter. The aliens are coming in 2020 and da 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 and boom, bow, kadow, and then, then like, we're all gonna die. Yeah. And also, no, 2020 has not happened yet. Yeah. So, I don't know if Eileen War knows is crazy. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just gonna put that out there. <laughs> Eileen War knows 2020 has not happened yet. So, anyways, um, so investigators say that she stabbed Neely approximately 50 times, dismembered him, and burned his remains in a trash can. Mm. She received a life sentence in prison for the murder, 
plus 14 years for other charges. And I'm just going to go ahead and go out on a limb. She was 36 years old when this happened in 2009. Oh. I'm going to go out on a limb that in 30 years, and I'm going to be like, you know what, Angela? You're old now, so you can just leave prison. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's happening for Angela Simpson. Uh, in a YouTube clip, Simpson revealed that her only regret was that she would that she would have made the torture last longer. The only regret she has. So the guy she pulled his teeth out, him? Yeah, him. Yeah, uh-huh. huh? yeah. Her only regret is I should have I should have stretched it out a little bit. That wow. motherfucker. I should have did some more shit to him. Nail on his forehead, stabbed him fifty times, fucking pulled his teeth out. She should have did more. Is her only statement on that. Mm. And I'm gonna um, I'm gonna go ahead and play a couple of minutes of that. And if it might not be familiar to you, I don't know. But there's definitely people out there that listen to true crime and watch YouTube videos. This is going to sound very familiar to you. They want to believe. Judge the way they want to judge, just like I do. So yeah. So be it. What? Why did you feel like you were in a position to be the judge and jury in, in Terry Neely's life? I'm not sure. I mean, I'm really not trying to be to, to get right. too angry, but I just I want to see... You're very, you say, I killed this guy, he deserved right. to die, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's pretty, it's there. You're up right. front. Uh, I want to know uh, if, if uh, you have any concerns about what, you know, what, what put you in that position to do that to them. It was just too much. The things he talked about, it was just, it was too much. Do you believe him? I mean, lots of people go around well, claiming I'm a snitch or make <laughs> Really, you don't say well, I, I think they, they talk about law. They, I've got, uh, I know people come, I've got associations with law enforcement. You know, I, I've got this, I'm, I'm, I'm a friend with this. Do person. you happen to have a list of those people? They name drop, well, maybe in the circle, but you right. know what I'm saying. Right. People say lots of things to make themselves sort of look. Well, he picked the wrong nigger to say that to if he wanted to brag about putting so many people in prison. Uh, you, Pick the wrong person. Yeah, that's what that's what did it to him. That's what that's why you what the bragging? The bragging oh, yeah. about putting people in prison. Right. People you knew? No. No, but I don't know any of them. Okay. Do you believe him? Do you think he really was a snitch? Oops, if he wasn't. All right. So uh yeah, no, that is and that was only about a minute and a half of that twelve minute interview, along with other interviews that she's done. Angela Simpson is uh if if nothing else, captivating as fuck, you know. Um, I don't know why she had to uh, throw the N word thing in there. That was a little weird. Uh, <laughs> she spoke proper, so it was weird for her to say the N word yeah. with the E R on there about herself. That was weird and and uncomfortable for me because there's this old white guy interviewing her, and it's this kind of this moment of like, oh, whoa, all right, all right, weirdo. Um, yeah, so. That was Angela Simpson's interview. Like I said, the thing is 12 minutes long. Um, if nothing else, it's incredibly captivating to just watch how this the woman, this woman's mind works. Now, uh, this is a little interesting factoid wrapping up this whole thing. Um, on my Suggestions Corner a couple weeks ago, suggested a show, Killing Eve. Started watching it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Good show. Great show. I love the show. I think it's really great show. The creator of Killing Eve revealed recently that Angela was the inspiration behind the fictional female assassin in the TV program. Mm. Yeah, so... Um, you just found that out? Yeah, well, I was oh, doing, the research, when oh, I was doing okay. the research for this, that was... I was like, mm, what? Cool. Yeah, so there's there's Eve and there's Villanelle. Villanelle is the assassin who's trying to kill Eve, but it's a whole thing. If you haven't seen the show, yeah. I'm not going to... But it's, it's, more, it's, it's a whole thing. Um, so... Phoebe Waller-Bridge, the creator, said in a recent interview that she was Googling female assassins while researching for the show and was struck by a 2012 YouTube video with convicted killer Angela Simpson. Waller-Bridge revealed that the hit true crime podcast, My Favorite Murder, also helped inspire the darkly comedic tone of the show. So a combination of the, the personality of Angela Simpson is what created Villanelle and the podcast juggernaut podcast massive podcast kind of got us doing this uh my favorite murder inspired the tone of oh it's a show about killing people but it's kind of funny and quirky Mm -hmm. and you know comedic beats in it and that's what birthed killing eve again highly suggest killing eve is a great show but angela simpson played a part in creating in creating that character so that's pretty that was an interesting fact but yes angela simpson um killed terry neely brutally and has no remorse for it. Nope. Uh, not a drop of it. Not a drop of remorse. Couldn't give a fuck if, you know, 
if you needed it, you were in the des you were in the desert, and all you needed to survive was one fuck, she couldn't give it to you. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that was Angela Simpson. Like I said, highly recommend going to go check out her interview. It is very entertaining um, in a really fucked up, crazy way. And uh, that's all I got for my affirmative murder. So, any questions? Mm. I thought it was crazy that she wanted the list of people that. Yeah, that was a really fun. <laughs> it's almost you know that's what I mean. She was so comfortable in the interview because I I think that was a joke. It was yeah. a joke, but to be making a joke while a guy's interviewing interviewing you about your murder and yeah. he's like that guy also that was a super white thing to say like well you know yeah people say that they're snitches all the time she's like what no they don't nobody does that nobody nobody has uh, ever done that and she's like oh they do well do you have their names can you give me a list <laughs> I was like wow all right fucking uh fucking stand up comedian girl uh so what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back Fran's gonna tell you some fucked up shit so stick around all right, Fran, we are back, and it is on you. So my further murder this week is the Honolulu Strangler. Ooh, Honolulu. The Honolulu Strangler, also known as the Honolulu Rapist, mm. um, was, was unidentified as Hawaii's first known serial killer and was responsible for the death of five women in Honolulu between 1985 and 1986. So this is unsolved? The killer has not been caught. Mm. So the first, <clears throat> the first victim was Vicky Gail Purdy, age 25, mm. a military spouse of Gary Purdy and an Army helicopter pilot. Oh, wow. She had left to go clubbing in Waikiki on May 29th, 1985. She was a helicopter pilot in the 1980s? Her husband was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, even, even still, even still, even still. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so she left to go clubbing um, in Waikiki on, the, on May 29th, 1985, but failed to meet her friends. She was last seen by the taxi driver. By the taxi driver who drove her uh, to the Shorebird Hotel at 12 o'clock a.m. Apparently to retrieve her car, which was later found in the hotel parking lot. Mm. The next morning, her body was found in an embankment um, at Kihi Lagoon wearing her yellow jumpsuit. Her hands were bound behind her back um, and she had been raped and strangled. Her, Her husband told police he suspected her death to be associated with her job. Working at a video rental store that also handled pornography films, oh. um, where two women were stabbed to death one year earlier. Oh no! Th- I immediately quit that job. Yeah, I immediately quit that job. The second victim was Regina Sakamoto, um, age seventeen, of Lihui High School. She had missed her bus from wait Wipahu. Yeah, <laughs> you pick you pick one. Hawaii got a lot of U's. And yeah, e. oh, we, yeah, yeah. to uh to school on January fourteenth, nineteen eighty six, and was last heard from her boyfriend at seven fifteen a.m. I know they went to him and like yoked got on his case quick. Oh, I'm sure he was a suspect. 17, yeah. yeah, I'm sure he was a suspect. So when she called to tell him she would be late on January fifth, her body was found at. Kihi Lagoon wearing her blue tank top and white white sweatshirt. That's the same place, right? Yep. Mm. But her lower body was unclothed. Her hands bound behind her back. Mm. She had been raped and strangled. She was planning on attending Hawaii Pacific University in the fall. The second case led police to suspect the same killer was the same killer as the first because of the same MO. Yeah. The third the third victim was Denise Hughes, who was twenty one years old a secretary for a telephone company who commuted um, by bus and was active in her Christian church. She did not show up to work on January 30th and was found dead in Monoloa'u stream by three young fishermen on February 1st. Mm. Her decomposing body was clothed in a blue dress wrapped in blue tarp with her hands bound. She had been sexually assaulted and strangled, prompted by a third body. A serial killer task force was established on February 5th. At least they got right on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This fucking... I mean, like he, about, he like, about three in now. So. It's like, like, they're up to like 50 bodies in uh, Chicago, I believe. A bunch of sex workers, female really? sex workers. They, they still... They just, last month, were like, it might be a... It's possible that it's a serial killer, maybe. Wow. So the fourth victim was Louise Medeiros, age 25. She lived in Wapahu but had gone to Kauai to meet her extended family because of the death of her mother. Kauai is popping. Yeah. That's, that's, 
That's my that's on my destinations list. But you gotta have bread. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean to go to like a you know you could probably go to Kauai, but mm-hmm. like to go and get on a nice resort and have a good nice time, it's low price. Hmm. So Louise took a a late night flight back to Ohu on March 26th and told her family she would get home by bus from the airport. She disembarked the airplane and disappeared. Her decomposing body was found April 2nd near Wakali Stream by road workers. She was wearing her blue her blouse, but her lower body was unclothed, and her hands were bound behind her back, like like the rest of them. Yeah. Um, police set up a sting operation using police women around Kihi Lagoon and the Honolulu International Airport. Uh, being pretending to be like yeah. uh, young Sick girls. Yep. Well, they weren't sex workers, right? Never mind. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, just yeah, just, right, yeah. just being just, young. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's tough, man. Because you don't know what he does. At that moment, you don't know what he does to, to get the girls. He might come up and just bang them up against the head with a, a rock or something, yeah. you know? So to be out there exposed like that, you got to trust your team. Yeah. Because they might not get there in time. Uh, the fifth and last known victim of Honolulu Strangler was Linda Linda Peace, age 36. Um, according to her roommate, she left home on the morning of April 29th and was expected to be home late that evening due to a pre-scheduled work meeting. The next morning, after being told that Linda had not shown up for work, and that her car was parked on the side of the Nimitz H1 viaduct, her her roommate reported her missing. A Caucasian man, Howard Gay, told police a psychic told him a body could be located at Sand Island. Tell me, man, you get them them crazy phone calls come out of the ones. (laughs) People start going missing. One thing I've learned is those phone calls start coming out of the woodwork, man. A psychic told me this. I'm a psychic. I had a dream. Mm-hmm. Oh, they start coming out, man. Mm. Everybody wants to be involved in the case. However, so it's not for the money. It's just for the no. I just want the attention. They just want to be a part oh, of it. Okay. They just want to feel like they're a part of it. They want to co- talk to the parents of the girl that's missing or the boy that's missing, just to feel like let me let me interject myself into this. Mm. I had a dream. I saw him in the barn. All yeah. kind of it's crazy. Man. Mm. Don't I will hunt down god forbid if i ever a loved one ever went missing don't call me on some fuck shit like that man yeah about a dream or a, a you're a psychic or whatever no don't call because because <laughs> now as a, once we get this settled with this i'm gonna find you yeah yeah because that's that's you're playing with people's emotions yeah, i agree with that so on may 3rd the informant took police to an exact location only to find nothing there i mean yeah Shocker. <laughs> but again, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, 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 cl- take you yeah. gotta check the check it off the list. Yeah. So police then searched the entire island and found Peace's body. She was nude. Her hands, her hands also bound behind her back. So a Honolulu Police Department had established a 27-person serial killer task force on February 5th with the help from the FBI and the Green River Task Force. The killer's profile was that of an opportunist, so it wasn't no, he wasn't. No, no it was choice. No, yeah. No type. Yeah, it was no just, type. oh, this is the perfect situation. I'm going after it. That's dangerous. Um, yeah, so it was opportunities who attack women who were vulnerable, such as bus stops. Not one, not not one who stalks his victims. Which, yeah, again, that's that's. He's just like, scary. oh, yeah. she's alone. Oh, yeah. well, I'll get her. Yep. That's crazy. He also likely lives or works in the area of the attacks, um, which is Wapu, Wapuhu and Sand Island. Police set up roadblocks at the time of the at the time of the peace murder to question frequent commuters. Witnesses came forward saying they had seen a light colored van and a Caucasian and a Caucasian or mixed race man with Peace's car. Mm. Following the discovery of Peace's body, police arrested the informant on May 9th as the primary suspect. The suspect's ex wife and girlfriend described him as a smooth talker. They also provided a potentially incriminating fetish clue oh. as both recalled engaging in bondage activity oh. yep. allowing him to tie them up and have sex with their hands bound behind their back his girlfriend related related that on nights after they had fought he would leave the house and that these were the same nights the murders had occurred mm. the suspect lived in Iwi Beach um, and worked as a mechanic at one of one of the air freight carries along Lagoon Drive between 8 p.m. and 3 a.m. Oh, graveyard shift. Yeah. Yep. So he's just out on the streets. Yeah. So the suspects were interrogated, failed a polygraph test, and was eventually released. He failed the test, but then they let him go anyway. Yep. Wow. So the police followed the suspect 
and a twenty-five thousand reward for information was put out by a private bus- by private businesses. Two months after the arrest of the suspect, a woman came forward and claimed she saw peace with a man on the night of her murder. I mean, this is why it takes so long. Because the, the reward, yeah. Um. So yeah, she came forward two months after after the arrest of the suspect. A woman came, yeah. Um. Says so a woman came forward, claimed she saw pieces with a man on the night of the murder. She successfully picked the suspect out of a photo lineup as the man. That, mem- that memory started working real good when yep. the dollars on the line. $25,000? American? Yep. Yeah, I, but yeah, that's all. she did not want to be a witness because she believed he saw her as well. <laughs> hey. Hey, I was, hey. I, res- I respect it, man. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, but I but think it, that like, made what if, it cause... What if you go on the stand and, and you give your testimony and he gets off? But he got off anyway. They, he never was caught. I oh, guess they couldn't man. use her... Since she didn't a, testify, yeah. <laughs> they, couldn't put, they couldn't put him away so they could never prove it was him? Yep. So they just never even followed through with it? Nope. Wow. So she was like, yeah, that was him, that but, was uh, him, but I'm not we gonna, need you to test... No, no, can't do it. Can't do it, Chief. No. Not going to be able to do it. Not even for the 25 bands. But the, but, <laughs> the, but, no, the first they said, but all these women were killed. Yeah. And, and, and your testimony could either put this man away or he, he'll be set free without it. I'm not going to be able to do it. No. Well, we won't give you the 25000 without it. Oh, but I already told you, so you are going <laughs> to give me that. I already We already signed yeah, the contract, yeah, so I'm going to give me that. But so you're not, I'm not coming to I court. Can't do, yeah, I can't do that. I can't do it, Chief. But yep. I did. It was him. Yes, I did see him with the woman. Yeah. But I can't do that on the stand. I can't do yep. that. I can't come out and say that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the case was covered by Case File True Crime Podcast. I don't know. I, don't, I haven't heard of that podcast. Yeah, it's a good podcast. Um, also, not it was the, on... the the polar opposite of this podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. Polar opposite. It's <laughs> exact. I was like music and you know all kind of. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No. So they did Super on um, they did on ID ID channel, um, of breaking homicide. And um, also, again, they did cover this story on My Favorite Murder podcast. Uh, now, that's a little bit more of our lane. Yeah. You know, conversational. We're just, we're just talking. Yep. So, yeah, that was the Honolulu uh, Strangler. Un- unsolved. Unsolved. But and I like but, those. But, but he was, good chance that it was that guy. Yeah, it was him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Bondage, fetish. Yeah. The time that he's out on the streets, it definitely it was, was that guy. Wow. Yeah, it definitely that's was that crazy. guy. That's crazy. Yeah, it's super bananas Um, and super fucked up. But... It's one of those kind of things, you know. If I saw, listen, self-preservation is a motherfucker. If I saw a bunch of like gang members beat up a guy, mm-hmm. this is even more of a realistic to me because a gang is not just the people you saw. Yeah. So you, they're like, boom, okay, you saw, you're a witness, okay. We just need you to go on the stand and testify to put these guys away. And it's like, well, these aren't the only bloods. Yeah. So if there's blood friends in the back room to watch their friends, yeah. they see me. Yeah. So you want me to go and testify in front of uh, potentially other gang members that aren't in this case and then go out and live my life? No, I'm sorry. I can't do that. I don't know, I man. take back what I said. I, I, won't I don't be know. To, I don't know. Depending on the 20, what, what they did? The or, bands? Oh, the money. I don't know, man. I thought you I don't know. If they beat up an old lady, I, I would have to. I'd feel like duty bound to say, so, no, the money. My judgment probably get a little cloudy. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't think about them being in the, the repercussions. Court. Yeah, I wouldn't think, I wouldn't think about them. The idea of you know the other gang other members gangs. being in the courtroom. Yeah. I wouldn't. I don't think that would come across me. I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to go out here, and <laughs> tell my story, get these, get this, these bands, racks. come on, and I'm going home. <laughs> I wouldn't think about all that, man. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I would think about that because, because, because as much as twenty five thousand dollars sound good, I'm. I, I've I've stated it many times on this. I was scared a lot as a child by my cousins, so I'm always looking over my shoulder. I'm a very flinchy person, so yeah. the first thing I think about is, oh, so this was a gang crime? Well, it's not only it's not just two people in a gang. Yeah. So you know where it's like the mother might even be in the gang. Yeah. So you see her mother like oh crying oh you, oh is that that's not a, that's not a cry that's a teardrop <laughs> tattoo. She saw me. She saw me, and now. I'm unsafe for the rest of my life, yeah. and twenty five thousand dollars is not enough money for me to be unsafe for the rest of my life. <laughs> it's not enough money. No, twenty five thousand dollars. You know, you can get some renovations on your house, get you a new car, go on a nice trip, but you can't you come relocate. Home. Yeah, you know, I need relocation money if my life's on the line. That's scary. You know, because you don't want to be. 
oh man, let me, I put my fresh Nike uh, tech sweatsuit on. Yeah. Take me and my lady out to go get some dinner. And then all of a sudden you hear like, whoa, whoa. And it's like, whoa, oh, hey, what was yeah, happening? Yeah. And now you got hands and feet on you in the middle of. Uh, it might even be that. It might just be a they gun. Might gun you down. Yeah, it's <laughs> gun you down. And you just wanted to go to Funko this show. Yeah. You know? I just, and if it, I, if it was a guy, I think he would have, it would be different circumstances. I think he would, you know, would be one of the witnesses. If in her situation, well, yeah, she fits the mo. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. So a guy might have been like, "What's yeah. he gonna do to me?" But a woman yeah. who uh, to testify against a guy who kills women, I understand, yeah, I understand going, the hesitation and then her I'm going, not, nah, yeah, I'm not gonna be his next I'm victim. And what if this that. doesn't work? And then you know, but it ended up not working anyway. But at least her face wasn't on the yeah. line, you know. So you know, so I, I, I don't know. Don't fuck it. the bad police. I don't know. They buy you this person. Yeah, <laughs> this woman said she saw you. It was like she did wow. okay, you know, brown hair. And I, like, oh, I don't know that woman, but now I do. Um, yeah, those tactics, That's man. Like, this woman <laughs> said she saw you. It was like, okay, a word, photographic memory, boom, mm. and now I saw her. Um, yeah, so that's all I got. Um, let's see. Before I send you guys off, suggestions, real quick. Um, I have been listening to the Hot Boxing Podcast. That's Mike Tyson's podcast, and it's not just funny because Mike Tyson's voice is hilarious but Mike Tyson is actually an incredibly intelligent guy and he's funny and he talks to all types of people because Mike Tyson is kind of this he's been so many types of people you know he's been to prison he's been a hundred millionaire so he'll talk to anybody if you're entertaining he'll talk to right wing right right wing people left wing people billionaires from other countries Mm -hmm. rappers so you kind of get so many you never know what what you're going to get but one of my favorite episodes that he did was with Snoop Dogg and he did one with Terry Crews those were both very funny he did one with Michael Rappaport who that was that was also very funny so I definitely recommend hot boxing if you it's not just a boxing podcast like with hot boxing what the the premise of hot boxing is every week Mike Tyson brings on somebody who's pro weed mm-hmm. to talk about how weed has benefited them cuz now Mike Tyson's in the weed trade and he's got a, okay. his own type of weed and the dispensary and all this mm. type of stuff. So he brings Matt Barnes was on there, NBA okay. player, and he brings them on there to you know Matt Barnes would be like, yeah, oh, after the games I would smoke up because it's good for the joints or whatever, it's pain relief. And every week he brings somebody on there to talk about how weed has positively impacted them mm. to help break down the stigmas of weed, which I can't believe there still are any. You know, anybody mm. who doesn't, who's like, weed is the devil's grass, yeah. just has never smoked weed before. Yeah. You're just is you're it just, is it weed and boxing podcasts? Well, he's a boxer, so inevitably there's somebody who'll come on there and be like, what okay. do you think about Deontay like Wilder? Title, yeah, yeah, but it's Mike Tyson, you yeah. know? It's like, so that's the boxing. Yeah. But also, he might, they might go, what do you think about, uh, you know, Adrian Broner's demise? Like, oh, yeah. I like the name. Well, his technique was, wasn't flawless. He, he, you know, he led with the jab. He didn't really come with the strong right hook, though. So, you know, yeah, I don't know if I can... Uh... Could listen to his voice like that. Oh, what do you mean? Oh, it's hilarious, but I don't think I, I think I get tired of it. Like, it's hilarious, man. He's and he'll still just break out a word like, "Oh my god!" It was uh, it was just it was it was it was it was magnificent. Like he'll just break out like the craziest like ten dollar word, like because he is a very smart dude, but he has this funny voice. Uh-huh. But he will break out of you know. Oh man, the intellectual talent of him is just the thing. Like, how scary a, guy like that have a voice like that? That's, that's it's, crazy. It's it is it is the most it is probably one of the best uh like punchlines just from nature. From yeah. like God created this if you believe in God. This sculpture of a man. Mike Tyson was the scariest person yeah. to ever walk the planet Earth. He had a neck like a pit bull, huge guy. And could just maul you in ten seconds, yeah. but then I'm like, oh yes, I believe that you know within the first round I will be you know I will be holding my hands in victory, and I will you know yeah. I will take him apart and demolish him piece by piece, and then there <laughs> will be nothing left of him. I will eviscerate this man. And you're like, why does he? That's hilarious. Yeah. That is that is hilarious because no one would ever in 1985. Shit, now nobody would ever go. Man, your voice is funny. Yeah, if you hear him, like, if you've never seen him before, talk to him on the phone. You would look, with that, you would look at that man with immense respect yeah. and not laugh at a fucking thing he said if you were out of Mike Tyson. He's like, oh, yeah, it's like, it's crazy outside. You would go, yeah, it is crazy outside, Mike. Respect. I respect you, champ. Mm-hmm. You're a king. Nah, I can't I, talk to You him. know, I never, never could you, I would never laugh in that man's face. But he has a, he has a voice that is just objectively la- a laughable voice. Yeah. It, is, it is like a little chipmunk inside of a bear. He has a little chipmunk voice and a bear. So, yeah. So, that's my suggestion. I don't really have any other ones. Um, oh, Queer Eye. The new season of Queer Eye came out. Great show. Love that show. Makes me cry every episode just about um, Jonathan Van Ness's uh, national treasure as far as I'm concerned. 
So yeah, Queer Eye, Hot Boxing, those are my suggestions. Um, anything been on anything new, friend? Nah, Just busy, huh? Just trying to stay cool, man. Hot outside. Well, what? oh man, you got to work tomorrow. Yeah, I got to work. Good luck, man. Yeah, you get off early? Just Sunday. I might. That's depending on how hot it is. I might go. Yeah, I gotta go. Need to bring some waters or something? Yeah. Be careful out there. Put, man. put them in a bottle. <laughs> don't bring. Don't pull up on me with a glass. If you ever pull up on spilling, me, spilling yeah. Out. Hey, man. <laughs> I got some ice water for you in this uh, Baltimore Ravens glass. Nah, I'm cool, man. I'm all right. Don't bring me a glass of water. (laughs) (laughs) With that being said, uh, I've been Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francois Evans, and we'll see you guys next week. Deuces. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.